You know, I figured it out a long time ago. I think I was about, I think I was 19 years old when I first plea bargained out uh, with the police in Memphis, Tennessee. I had burglar. No, I was actually, I think I was 20, probably like 22. Um, I had burglarized someone. Uh, I think I told the story already. I burglarized somebody and I uh, went to jail in the detective's office. We had a big meeting thing, interrogation. And, and I let this guy go because he was on parole for stealing a 18 wheeler with a Porsche in the back. And, um, he had been on parole since he was a child, I guess he stole the thing when he was a teenager. Well, I was trying to be nice to the guy and I think I told you the story, but I'll just add a little more to this, but, uh, the guy, um, actually ended up sleeping with my girlfriend who sent me my ring back while I was in jail doing time. I took the whole charge. I took the charge. Uh, I made sure that he was free, free and clear of everything. Well, he ends up sleeping with my girlfriend, and she sends my ring back, and I get it in the mail in jail and bawling my eyes out. And, and, uh, and she's writing me letters after he leaves her and telling me she's looking for solace. I, she was looking for solace. I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> anyway, uh, um the guy kept my money that he was supposed to bring and put all my books in jail. He kept my tennis shoes he was supposed to bring that I had just bought. They were brand new Nikes. Uh, yeah, I had just had a whole lot of of uh, bad fall on me all at once. And this happened throughout my life over and over and over. A whole bad, a bunch of bad fall on me at once. And I don't feel a bit sorry for myself because, you know, it's just life. It's just life. Uh, the people who did what they did to me, uh, I can't really much hold a lot against them because I've done things back to other people, you know. I actually learned and I stopped though when I realized that, you know, stealing from people is hurting people. You know, at first I thought, well, you got plenty, I can have some. I just was in this childish mentality. I don't know where in the hell that came from. Stealing like that, I don't know. I have to this day, I don't know why, if it was just a, a combination of the heat and the alcohol, uh, what I was starving for somebody to listen to me i needed attention so bad you know i finally just got over it all and and uh moved on from there into worse problems and <laughs> but uh but anyway my first plea bargaining was with that guy uh the police i i i'd cut him loose and told them because the cops said look work with me tell me what you did i'm gonna try to make it easier on you this is your first time and uh, I'm going to try to, I'm going to get the charge dropped to a lower charge. Uh, I'm going to get it dropped from, from, uh, from aggravated burglary down to, uh, what did he call it? Uh, oh, goodness gracious. Oh, he called it something. I can't remember. I wanted to say grand theft, but oh, grand larceny. He said, I'm going to just get it for grand larceny. We'll just put a charge for grand larceny on you and, uh. It'll be easier. You'll have less time to do. Go to a misdemeanor place, blah, blah, blah. So I said, okay, well, I'll admit everything. So I admit everything. And the first thing that happens is he turns me over to one of his buddies. See, this is how the system works. They give you a promise. And then they turn you over to their buddy who will say, I'm charging you with aggravated burglary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, my my partner lied to you and he's gone now. You'll never see him again. <laughs> now you're in the room with me and I changed the rules. Yeah, that's how they'll do you. So don't cooperate. Never cooperate with these guys. I'm just going to tell you how it is. Don't cooperate. It ain't going to do you no good. It's not going to do you a bit of good. They'll tell you they'll lie to your face and they'll tell you it's not against the law for them to lie to you. But it is against the law for you to lie to them. How right is that? I don't think it's right at all, but I don't guess it really matters either because me personally, I don't plan on having any interactions with police. Um, I might get a ticket or something one day. I don't know. But aside from that, no, I'm not going to jail anymore. I know what it is to steal from people. I won't steal from anybody anymore. I won't. If I find something, I'm turning it in. You know, that's where I'm at because uh, I realized, hey, man, when I snapped out of it, I'm like, wait a minute, this is... These people work hard for their things, man. You can't just take people's things that they worked hard for all week. I mean, I've worked enough in my life to know you bust your butt. You know, you go out there and bust your butt for small, simple things just to make your life a little bit easier after having to go to work with some jerk all day long, you know? Anyway, I realized that I was wrong and and I stopped. And there's no way I could twist and go back. There's no such thing as backsliding from that that's not that's not a this is not drinking or using drugs this is something this is a decision you make this is like premeditated uh when you go to steal from people like that it's not no spur of the moment now there's something something else to that because when i moved from the area where the and i'm I'm gonna say it i'm just gonna say it the way i see it when i moved from an area where the police constantly harassed me I stopped being a criminal. What do you think about that? I think that they had me in this state of mind and were keeping me in that state of mind. It was like kicking somebody and they're rolling and they got momentum going. You're still kicking them and chasing them and kicking them. And so they're doing whatever they can to avoid you and, and roll through traffic and die or something, you know, just, you just, I don't know how to, how to say it. I just, uh, but I do know that once I left that area, once I got away from where I was being harassed and watching other be- people be harassed, it stopped. My behavior changed. So the police are the ones setting the atmosphere here for, for the people who grow up in, those, in these areas. If you harass somebody their whole life because they were bad as a little kid or something or, or someone said they were bad or whatever... And it just keeps going. You're going to run them into a cage. That's what you're doing. You're trying to run them to death or a cage when you harass them like that. You can't just say, you can't, you got this thing in in your head that makes you think people don't change, but people change. Um, I, I know that there's no other way. There's no other explanation for the fact that I changed my behavior other than I got away from that environment from that hostile environment of police. I got away from there and my life changed. And so I would say to anybody who lives in an area where police are constantly harassing you over and over, move away from there. California is the place you ought to be so they, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That was was a joke anyway. Beverly Hillbillies. So anyway, um, seriously, move away from there. Get away from there, especially if you got nothing tying you to where you're at. Man, move away from there. Your life will change. 
your whole attitude, everything. It would be better to move away from where the police harass people all day long. And we all know the truth is, and the people sitting up high on their pedestals probably don't agree because they're not out there watching it or in it. And they only see what they see on the news or whatever on social media. And they probably choose not to look at most of it. The fact is, the ones down here in the pits are the ones getting screwed with. And we see what's really going on. We see what's really happening. These guys aren't being heroes. We're not talking about heroes. We're talking about guys who are hostile and wanting to make a paycheck in a, in a competitive system where they want to keep their job or get promoted or, or, or look tough for their fellow redneck cops. I don't know. But uh, I'm kind of mostly speaking to Memphis, Tennessee, because that's where I'm from. But, um, you know, I I, uh, I just say, if you're in a position like that, leave there. Leave. Your life will change. Get away from there. And don't plea bargain. Please don't plea bargain. Just don't give them your life. That's all you're doing. Make them take you to trial. Make them spend that money. They'll stop arresting people. They'll stop arresting you for dumb stuff if you start making them take you to trial. I'll never plea bargain again ever in my life. I'll take the time. I'll sit there and wait just to be right. I sure will. Definitely. So anyway, what else I got to talk about today? Anything, anything important? I can't really think of anything absolutely important. Um, uh, I can't believe. See, look at me. I'm sitting here. Drugs are legal. I can walk down the road with methamphetamine, cocaine, whatever I want in my pockets and not get in no trouble. But I, here I am. I don't even care to go do it. I could care less anymore, you know. <laughs> I just don't care anymore about that. Uh, what's the point, you know? Um, there's really no point in it. Um, that's just crazy. Uh, if you'd have said that in Memphis, Tennessee, I'd have been in the police face smoking drugs, you know. <laughs> I know that's that's not the way the law is. but But nevertheless, I'd have been just... Doing it up. Oh, hell, it's legal. I can do what I want. Well, I can do what I want anyway, whether it's legal or not. If I want to use drugs and it's not legal, I'll use drugs because that's who I am. And I don't think it's none of your business. Now, personally, like I said, I'm done with drugs, been done with drugs for quite some time. But the way I see it, if you make things, that's just kind of, to me, it's like abortion. You can't decide what a woman's going to do with her body. You can't do that. That's her body. That's between her and God. And that same aspect pertains to me putting drugs in my body. Okay. If I want to do it, it's my body. And that's that on that. I don't care if you don't like it. It doesn't matter. And, you know, if that's the law, okay, fine, whatever. Um, but I think that uh, there should be a freedom. You should have a freedom. They do it in, there's freedoms other in other countries. And I'm looking going, Who's the real free country here? We used to be called a free country. We used to be called a free country. And you know what? I believed it. <laughs> I actually believed it for a long time. Until I, until I started watching what was going on around me from about, I guess, about 10, 10 years old. About 10 years old, I started noticing things and started asking questions. And, of course, most of my questions were dumb questions. That's what people would tell me. Don't ask dumb questions. And later on, as I got into a, a better environment, I realized there's no such thing as a dumb question. You know, uh, but uh, anyway, I kind of veer off track and don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I, 
I just believe that if you're not bothering anyone, you should be left alone. That's all. And and I don't think these police departments need to be uh, forcing these guys to arrest, make so many arrests in a month. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's ridiculous. That means you just got to go out and make tickets and or give people tickets and arrest people. I, that's ridiculous to me. That you're you're you have to go get you a victim. That's what it would sound like to me. I couldn't have that job. I'd be like, so you're telling me I got to get somebody no matter what. Well, I wouldn't want a job that entails me to have to go get somebody. I don't want to be out trying to get people. Um, I could see making the world a better place. Sure, I'm all for that. But if it entails me being violent and, and uh, standing by while my co-workers are violent and all that good stuff, I, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I've tried to argue with people before, and I never get anywhere. But if you don't see it, then you never will. If you don't see that violence is not right, then you never will. But you got to surely feel something after you've done violence to someone. you got to feel bad to an extent somewhere in there for at least a split second. Surely. Um, I beat people up by accident because people were beating me up. And... <laughs> <laughs> I blacked out and I beat them up. I, I just used to beat people up because they attacked me. And I guess I looked like a weirdo sissy or I don't know what they thought. But um, after I'd beat them up, these, these guys that attacked me, I feel bad. And I want to go find them and apologize to them. Yeah. What is wrong with me, right? I felt bad. But then they run when they see me coming. And I'm coming to apologize. <laughs> they ran. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, uh, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wishing that I had gone through school and, uh, when I was a kid and become like a defense attorney or, or something, because I feel kind of like a defense attorney. I feel like I don't, you know, it, nothing hurts me worse than to see someone being beat down, you know? When I see that kind of thing, I change and I can't help it, you know, um, to watch people be mistreated or, you know, people begging for their lives, begging for mercy. I can't stand to see it because maybe it reminds me of when I was a child, you know, I was begging for mercy and I hate to see it. And I turned back into a child. I don't know, but I just, I think we should be. Less confrontational. That's all. I think this country is full of too much confrontation. Too much confrontation by everybody. People confronting people about nothing. Um, and this whole cancel culture thing. What's that about? Hey, I'm a broke guy. So it's not like you can. Are you going to cancel out my podcast? I could care less. I'm going to make nothing anyway. <laughs> I haven't made anything. That's why I stopped doing this. Because... Um, they canceled my, uh, they didn't really cancel it, but they stopped paying me and told me to find, uh, some support. And I tried and they're still supposedly looking for somebody to, to do this. And, uh, it's no sponsorship so far. So, uh, every now and then I post a, or I'll do a podcast, but, um, I do them all the time. I got a lot more to talk about. I got other stories I could tell you about. I only told you about, 
like probably half of the things I did in my life. <laughs> there's, there's even more than that. There's more to it. Oh, the detail is crazy, but uh, I think I'll just save those certain things and use those, I guess, to write in my books and see where it goes from there. Uh, I just uh, didn't have much to talk about and just went on into where my mind was at the time. And I'm hearing these vaccine things about people dying of the vaccine and it's only it's only 15 or so or you know, or something like that <laughs> and you're and then they're like oh no it's perfectly it's fine it's great um so they're basically playing lottery with your life that's what i see yeah i see that they they want you to take the vaccine but you got to also remember or at least i'm remembering that these pharmaceutical companies are a big part of the drug war they're part of the reason law enforcement was so hard on the drug war because these pharmaceutical companies have bazillions of dollars and they're running things uh yeah so they try to get everybody every chance they get to vaccinate for flu or whatever they're get your flu shots get them it's going to be extremely bad this year you see and then all of a sudden uh, something worse came along and they totally forgot about the extremely bad flu right you see what i'm saying so they're to me, um, I don't trust the pharmaceutical companies. I don't trust the, I don't trust the doctors, the hospitals. Um, every time I've gone to the doctor, or the hospital, they try to, they do something to harm me. They're not even helping. They just, I mean, sometimes they help, but rarely. Uh, they give me these pills that make me run out of the house in the middle of the night just to get my. These pills are supposed to help my cholesterol level. And they make me run out of the house feeling like I almost died and I'm running from from death. Yeah. And then they, I go to the doctor and I tell them about it and they want me to keep taking them. That tells me you're trying to hurt me. <laughs> I'm not taking those. So anyway, I don't take them. And uh, they're statins. That's what there's something. starts with an A, but it's a statin. And then they took away the the anxiety uh, medication part, which was the uh, blood pressure medication they stopped that but kept me on the statins that makes no sense it's like they're trying to drive me nuts but uh i ain't going <laughs> i ain't going this is about as nuts as i get um i went for an earache and they start blowing water in my ear saying they're trying to clean my my ear out with extreme water pressure nothing's coming out of there <laughs> and then they send me home and tell me go buy some motrin now the whole side of my head is swole up, red. I mean, and they'd send me out with no pain meds, didn't didn't offer me anything to take right then or anything, send me out the door in pain on a level 10, <laughs> and, and I'm supposed to trust the hospital and the doctors. Uh, see, I have an issue with that. I can't do it. So it's like the only reason I'll go to the doctor is if I'm, I feel like I'm dying, if I'm just in that much pain. That's the only reason I'll go. Um, you can call it trust issues or you can call it survival instincts. I don't know. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But uh, well, I think when it gets to that point, um, you got to stop and look and go, hey, maybe this part isn't for me. Maybe it's for everybody else, but not for me. You know, certain things work for certain people. Um, different strokes for different folks, you know. Um, let's see. What else? What else? What else? I got to figure a few more things out. And on this gang stalking thing, um, they finally slowed down because, you know, cameras and 
I started using a dash cam and um, I had cameras and you know I guess they don't want to play with that and uh, but the people stopped running me off trying to run me off the road trying to play games by pulling out of the turning lane into into the back into the straightaway lane right in front of you like it was an accident yeah and it happened constantly anyway one day I'll get to the bottom of that too I've got I'm already I already got some good leads and I already told you I know for a fact somehow uh, family members who are related to me got involved. I don't think that they began what was happening, but they ended up involved somehow. Um, my family that I do know swear up and down they're not involved, and they claim to be Christian, and so I have to believe that they don't know anything. So that's kind of weird because a lot of things are pointing at them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have to give them the benefit of the doubt since they say they know nothing. Um, I'd still like to know who did it. I, like I said, bygones be bygones. You know, I'm not out to get nobody, but that's, I don't have to be out to get nobody because it'll come my way eventually. And if it doesn't, God will get, get vengeance. That's just the way God works. Uh, what comes around goes around. It ain't got nothing to do with the world or life. It's God. So you can't escape God's eyes. Nobody can escape God's eyes. So, you know, you play with somebody, you're probably going to get played back with 10 times as hard. I'm just telling you what I know. Um, what else I got to talk about? Uh, Chauvin. Uh, that police officer Chauvin that killed George Floyd because he was so arrogant. And screw what the people are trying to tell you. And I'll just keep my knee on somebody's neck because I can do what I want. Well, you deserve it. You deserve it. But you know what? As much as I don't like that kind of human being because I don't think he's human, when they, especially when they're doing that to people, um, I couldn't have stood by. I'd have pushed him off. I would have. They'd have had to shoot me or whatever. I'd have pushed him off. Um, if they were all that time doing that, I, there's no way I would have just been talking to him. They'd have got off of him. Um Anyway, that didn't happen. That's not neither here nor there. Um, but uh, even though I want this guy to get the most time possible, on the same hand, I feel kind of bad for the jerk because uh, the only reason why is because he's naive enough to be sent out by the police department who tells him, who's been telling him this whole time, that he's doing a great job. And that everything he's doing is wonderful. He's been getting the praise that he don't deserve. And so he's been made to think, made to believe he's doing the right thing all this time. And he's enjoying it by now with his violence, you know, pinning somebody to the ground. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's become like sex to him almost. It's become a sexual thing. I don't know. When they get violent like that, I think they just turn any, uh, any compassion into violence. It's, it's hard to break it down, but uh, but I kind of feel bad because he's an idiot for listening to the police department because the police department's just sending these police out. They send them out and let them kill somebody, and then what? They let them crucify the cop, but the department don't get in no trouble. Who gets in trouble? Nobody. They pay them some money, which they had saved up for that cause, and that's that on that. They try to keep it down a little bit. When it happens again, they do the same thing. Uh, they're just going to pin it on the cop. 
so I kind of feel sorry for these guys who think they're going out to save the world because they're going to be cops. And, and then uh, they start getting so used to violence that it becomes something else. And uh, it's basically because of the department. Um, but at the same time, hey, I got no problem with that guy being locked up forever. That's, that's ironic, isn't it? Just yesterday, you were throwing people in here for little or no reason. <laughs> uh, you know, assaulting people. Now you'll never assault anyone else ever again. Ever. Because you're in a cell by yourself. Because if they let you out, they're going to turn you into a sex toy. That's a guarantee. So they're not going to let him around anyone. Um, they'll kill him just as quick as you can believe. I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if he's dead here pretty soon. It wouldn't surprise me not even a little bit. Uh, there's guys in there longing to get to that guy. Um, that's all they want in life right now is to get to him. So, and these guys that run these jails, they're weirdos anyway. They're jerks that like to look up your butt. And all. This is like molestation, man. If you got something in your butt, man, I say you get to keep it. They should make a law that says that. I'm serious. Hey, it's in his butt. It's his. You know, he wanted it bad enough that he put it in his butt. That belongs to him. Unless it's a gun or a knife. Hey, let, it, let him keep it. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a molestation. When somebody wants you to bend over, every day you got to bend over and let them look at your butthole. What do you think about those kind of people? Could you do that job? There's no way I could. Not just because it's gross. Because it's really not necessary, that's why. Because I could see if it was absolutely necessary, but it's not. Um, but they, they like it. Um, especially over there in Portland. Yeah, buddy. Yep. They had a couple of... couple of... Uh... <laughs> anyway, I'll leave that alone. I already told that story. Um, uh, what else? What else do I want to talk about this morning? Oh, didn't they kill the guy the other day for... He had a phone to his ear talking to 911. They shot him to death. I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, there's no sense in me getting mad about it no more. I finally realized there's no sense in it, seeing it on TV and getting mad because ain't nothing I can do about it. Not a thing I can do about it. Um, nothing. Nothing I can do about it. Um, sit back and watch it. Or I can change the channel and ignore it and pretend it didn't happen. Either way, just kind of out there. Um, I, don't know. I, I where I live now, I I feel like um, the police have some morale. <laughs> I feel like uh, at least some of them, maybe. Uh, there's probably a few that don't, which goes with anywhere you're at, I'm sure. Uh, but I just try to drive to take care of business, come home. That's it. I go take care of business, come home. I try not to be out outside in it because it seems like there will be some sort of confrontation. Whether it's, it may not be the cops. It could be anybody, you know. It could be people coming up begging constantly. Um, I mean, I ain't never begged. I was homeless for, I was homeless as a child. On up through into my 40s homeless. I mean, well, right about then. But I was homeless for decades, right? 
Not one time. I'm sorry, man. And I'm not knocking you. I don't care what you do, but not one time did I ever write on a piece of cardboard and stand there and hold my hand out. Not once. Now, I wanted to go get high and drunk, so you know what I did? Is I went to a labor place or whoever to wherever and got some work for that day to make my money so that I could go buy my drugs or my alcohol or both, you know, and my food. And, you know, that was that on that. I didn't beg for nothing. I didn't want people to go, oh, here he comes. Because that's how I felt. You know, it's like, oh my goodness, here this person comes again, again, and again. Oh, I got to the point to where I had to, I see people coming down the sidewalk and I start crossing the street. Yep. I just cross the daggum street and, you know, screw this. And then, you know what they started doing? They crossed the street too from a block away. They start crossing the street at the same time. Then I would cross back and they would cross back. That's how bad they wanted to beg for some change. I mean, I don't like that. <laughs> I just don't. So, so these days I just say, no, nah, I sure can't help you, man. Now I'll pull up to somebody and give somebody something that I see is hurting and I see that they might, might need something. You know, I've done that on several occasions in my life, but you coming up asking me for stuff. I can't respect that. Can't respect it. And I have given people change and, and money, but, uh, I, these days, no, nah, I don't think so. Because I mean, there's so many reasons why not. They might say you just sold them dope. They got dope on them. And the police don't, one officer might not like you, so he wants to frame you. And then he says, he's got dope on him. Did you just sell him this dope? And then you'd be like, no, I just gave him some money. You gave him some money, he's got dope. Now you're in, caught in a clique for helping somebody, you see. And all it takes is, especially me who talks about uh, being free, you know, some people don't like that. They don't want to hear about you wanting to be free. They want to hear that they live in a police state. That's what they want. That's just the where they're at and what they want. They're scared of everything, and they think they need police everywhere. And that's just part of their life, but uh, not me. Uh, not me. Um, yeah, we need police for sure, because, I mean, what if your grandma's down the road and she needs some help? Somebody's trying to rob your grandma, you know, or your mom or whoever. Yeah, you need police. Uh, some three people are jumping on you. The police pulled up. Yes, you know, we do need police, people. I mean, we got to know that. You got to know we need police. Um, but the only thing is, uh, we need police, but we don't need bullies. We just don't need bullies. And I got to say this too. Uh, there was also another shooting uh, within the same few minutes that the verdict was read about Chauvin. And that shooting, and I, you know, I try to play, I'm not discriminating. So I'm just going to say, man, that big girl was about to run that butcher knife into that other girl. And if that cop hadn't shot that big girl, that girl would have pushed those pounds of pressure through that girl's body with that butcher knife. And she would have killed her. So I'd rather see the person coming at you with the butcher knife get shot. I don't think the police were wrong for that. I think the police did what they were supposed to do. I mean, if you shoot somebody that's coming at me with a butcher knife, I'm not going to protest against you. What kind of crap is that? Anyway, I ain't discriminate. And if I see it's right, I see it's right. If I see it's wrong, it's wrong. And I don't see nothing wrong with that guy having shot that girl for trying to shoot some, for trying to stab somebody with a giant butcher knife. We saw the stance she was in before he shot her. She was about to kill that girl. 
And if she was faking, she shouldn't have been faking. Either way, he saved that girl's life. That girl's coming at her with full uh, purpose to hurt. And we saw that. Now, so I don't see what the, the protesting is about. Are you just looking for an excuse to protest? Because that's not a good reason. Um, I don't get that. There's too many other times the police are doing things to people that need to be protested without protesting everything they do. You're trying to make it look like they're being bullied. We're not bullying the police. <laughs> the people aren't bullying the police uh, unless they do that. You know, protest against a guy that saves somebody. Come on, man. We saw the video. Anyway, anyway, I'm off of that now, but um, I'd be thanking the guy. Man, thanks for shooting her because she was going to stab me to death. Big old butcher knife's bigger than my waist, man. It went straight through my stomach and, and out my back, you know. <laughs> That's worse than a bullet. So, yeah. Anyway, um, that was all fun to talk about because I don't really talk about it that often anymore. I see the news. I see the, the stories. I see everything that's going on. It's kind of sad. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of sad. It seems like the whole world's out to get each other. That seems like what the world is. Everybody's out to get somebody for a buck. That's what I'm saying. Everybody's out to get somebody for a buck. I mean, emails all day long. Texts, emails, scams, you know. What's this country come to? I mean, it's just everybody's underhanded. No matter what you do. The DMV even. I mean, the DMV plays with your driver's license and stuff. I mean, what's that about, you know? I mean, you can't even trust government offices. Everybody's underhanded. They try to make it to where... Uh, Make it to, to so hard, so difficult that I don't, you just want to give up. <laughs> um, I don't know. A lot of things don't seem to go the way that they should. Um, sometimes your money don't even work trying to buy something. You know, somebody's trying to scam you. I don't know. There's just so much. I'm just so tired of the the big rat race of scammers and and rip off artists and. And, and these pharmaceutical companies uh, coming on TV, these insurance companies coming on TV and on the radio constantly, Humera and all this stuff. I'm like, wow, man. You get This stuff gets really old and constantly trying to advertise uh, life insurance. I, you know, I'm kind of, I'm about done watching TV. I'm about done with it. I really am. I think by the time I'm 55, 60 years old, the next five or 10 years, I'll probably be done watching TV because it's really kind of not worth watching. Um, when you see the same commercials over and over and over, it's just not even worth it. Um, I probably got better things to do than watch stupid TV anyway. But uh, um, nothing uh, crazy has happened lately. Um, like I said, everything's uh, all flowers and sunshine here. Anyway, <laughs> I'll figure out something else to talk about another time. Uh, hope you guys enjoy my ranting and yapping. Um, i got plenty more to talk about. Like I said, if anybody wants to hear me talk about anything in particular, just send me a message. And no more dirty messages, please. I got some dirty messages from some people. I don't want that. 
Look, dude, I don't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look, man, I don't even go that right, that way, man. Come on. Anyway, y'all have a great day. God bless you.